at SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musiya on Twitter. As mentioned, let's go all the way to LA now as we remember Kobe Bryant who touched a lot of our lives, made a huge impact worldwide and we're speaking to Molly Knight as uh, um, we continue to remember the legend uh, who tragically lost his life in a helicopter crash on a Sunday. Molly Knight is a journalist for The Athletic LA and author of The Best Team Money Can Buy and she joins us now all the way from LA. Molly, it's good evening from us in South Africa. Thank you very much for being able to speak to us tonight. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. How would you say the last couple of days have been, especially in LA, Molly, since the since the news of Kobe Bryant's passing? It's been surreal. Um, I I don't think I understood until Kobe died that he was the most famous person in in Los Angeles. Um, LA people think of Hollywood and and movie stars, and and that's true, of course, but. L.A. also has many different communities, people who are not rich, people who do not live Hollywood lifestyles, people um, from many different backgrounds and from all over the world. There are a hundred different languages spoken here. And Kobe was, um, he, he, he was popular with everyone, you know, all those people, rich, poor, um, no matter where you lived, in a, in a mansion or... Or you know, in a in a in a very um, a, a tiny apartment or place that wasn't so great, it didn't matter. He was he was um, he he was it, and it's been really hard um, to see people just <clears throat> walking around carrying it's like a weight on their shoulders as they walk around, and a lot of a lot of people wearing um, Kobe T-shirts, Lakers colors, purple and gold, Kobe jerseys. A lot of um, flowers and and gatherings at Staples Center, where he play where the Lakers play at the Lakers practice facility down in um, El Segundo, and just people are doing artists are doing uh, murals and paintings of him on on the street. Um, it's just been it's it's been a surreal couple of days here in Los Angeles. Very sad. Yeah, we, we we saw today that Kobe's now widow Vanessa released a statement on social media saying she's completely yeah. devastated and there were not enough words to describe their pain. I mean, from what you have you you can gather, how 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 have they been over the past couple of days? The the family. Well, I mean, I think just in a state of shock. Um, I mean, it just you know, you you um, he flew in a helicopter all the time that that's the way he got to work and um obviously he would not have flown that way if he didn't think it was safe and he certainly wouldn't have flown with his daughter his 13 year old daughter and her and her friends um he would not have nobody would have endangered those children so it just seemed like you know they're just they're just going to a uh to play in a a girls uh basketball game a basketball tournament and no idea that it would happen this way um, I know the Lakers were the Lakers hadn't hadn't released a statement for days. They were waiting um, for Vanessa Bryant, Kobe's widow, to uh, they were taking their their lead from her. And so as soon as she released her statement, um, then the Lakers followed suit. I think they were it was just shock, shattered, devastated, um, trying to trying to hold it together. I mean, she's she's got a seventeen year old daughter. She lost her 13-year-old daughter, but then she also has a three-year-old daughter and a, and a daughter who's seven months old. So you know, those babies 
need need their mother and and um I'm sure she's she's a very strong woman and I'm I'm sure that she is um you know taking care of those babies right now and and just trying to get through and and um I wouldn't want to speculate everything that that she's mm-hmm. going through because I I can't imagine but um you know this is a mother to three children who are still still alive and she's now grieving the loss of her husband and the loss of a child so I mean it's just it's just horrific yeah, we, we've read reports here in South Africa, Molly, stating that Vanessa and Kobe had uh, an agreement that not to fly together on the same helicopter. Is that correct? Are there any uh-huh. reasons behind that? Um, that's that's something that's been out there. Um, I'm not entirely sure that, that that's correct. It hasn't been verified, but I will say that that's not an uncommon thing. Um, some parents just just. Make fame, even non-famous parents make an agreement um, to not fly at the same time uh, on, on the same plane. Just if it crashes, then their children won't have parents anymore. I mean, will be will be orphaned. Um, so I, I've not been able to confirm that, but um, that's not an uncommon mm. agreement that some some parents make. I know that that was Kobe's helicopter, Kobe's thing. I mean, Kobe, Kobe. That's how Kobe went travel to and from Laker games so um, I, I would imagine that he flew in helicopters more than Vanessa did but I but I wouldn't I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure on that front have there been any further details that have emerged about what would have led to the crash yeah so I was at the crash site on on Sunday right after you know, within the hour of getting the news and by that time it wasn't um, it, it wasn't super foggy. It was a it was a kind of a weird gray day. The skies were gray, but it wasn't it wasn't raining and, and the visibility was good at that point. But apparently that morning, um, it was when that when that chopper took off at nine a.m. It was it was so foggy that the L.A. police all the L.A. police helicopters were grounded and sheriff helicopters were grounded. So um, it was definitely a, a challenging. Um, sky that day. I know that um, he, the helicopter, had to circle for a bit to to gain clearance into different airspaces because of because of the weather, um, and and was told to follow the the 101 freeway, which is a main a main artery from a main road from Los Angeles up to San Francisco, um, and it's a big freeway. It goes it goes sort of near the Pacific Ocean. And um, it, it, it appeared he was following the 101 north towards where he was supposed to land, but he was only about the pilot was only about 15 miles, only about a you know, not even a five maybe maybe he would have been on the ground in 10 minutes um, or less. And for some reason he veered off to the left toward toward a bunch of hills and mountains. On the other side of those mountains is the Pacific Ocean, so it's unclear why he veered left. Um, and then he turned completely around and, and slammed it to the, the mouth, the, the hills there. So it seems, and right now, this, what people think is that it just it was horrible visibility, and he couldn't he couldn't see um, couldn't see the hills, you know. And this, this was a a very experienced pilot with a with a pristine safety record, who Kobe had used for a long time. Other athletes, other NBA players like Kawhi Leonard had used him. Kylie Jenner, the of the Kardashian family, had used him. This was a per, this was a pilot who knew what he was doing. So, 
it seems like something went, obviously went, you know, catastrophically wrong. Finally, we've just got a minute left, uh, Omoli. Can you just talk to us or just tell us more about Gianna? A lot's been said about her and the fact that she had a bright future um, ahead in the sport. Yeah. Yeah, so Kobe and his wife, Vanessa, had four, four daughters. Like I said, um, <clears throat> the two little ones, it's, it's, it's hard to say if they'll be athletes or not, but the older ones, um, Natalia and, and Gianna, Gianna went by the name Gigi. Um, they both played sports. Uh, and Natalia plays volleyball, but, but Gianna loves basketball. And it was Gianna when, when Kobe retired. He wasn't even he wasn't watching basketball games anymore because he was just busy being a dad. And it was Gianna who wanted to, got him back into it, watching basketball every night. And Gianna was playing year-round basketball, and he was coaching her, and she was good. And she had a fierce attitude like her dad. She wanted to play uh, for the Connecticut Huskies. But that's the best college. Uh, women's college basketball team here in the United States, and she wanted to play in the WNBA. She wanted to be an Olympian. She was sky was the limit for her. I mean, of course, she was only 13 years old, so who knows how good she could have been. But she certainly had a great coach and, and role model as far as becoming a good basketball player went. And her father, and he was such a a proponent of of girl sports. It's just it's just devastating to lose her to, and to lose her teammates these 13 year old girls for me that was what made this tragedy so traumatic mm. and horrible and to know that kobe um couldn't couldn't protect his daughter who he loved so much in those final seconds it'll it'll it, it's just haunting and, and horrible yeah. um definitely a t- one of yeah. the toughest hardest weeks in basketball this one molly but thank you very much for finding the time and the courage to speak to us all the way from la and joining us here in south africa on safm we have to leave it there uh, we have to go to news